Hey everybody, this is Nikija Rogers, host of Optimistically Key, That's Me, broadcasting live bi-weekly on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. Log on to hear all things inspirational, empowering, uplifting, and motivational. I am a Christian motivational speaker, and my mission is to empower, inspire, and encourage, and help others evolve with excellence. My show will Will serve as a reminder that you can make it through anything because God is with you. So hang in there and be sure to log on bi-weekly at 6 p.m. to catch Optimistically Key, that's me, on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Optimistically Key, That's Me, live from Fishbowl Radio Network at 6 p.m. on Wednesday nights, where we talk about all things inspirational, motivational, uplifting, encouraging, and empowering. But before we get into all of that, let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you just thanking you for your power, thanking you for your magnificent might, O Heavenly Father, thanking you for being the great I am that sees all, hears all, and knows all, O Heavenly Father. Lord, I just thank you for just being so good. Thank you for your constant covering and your amazing grace. Thank you for allowing me to make it here safely, Lord, with no hurt, harm, or danger, Lord. I pray for everyone that's still in traffic, O Heavenly Father, that they make it to their destination safely, Lord Jesus. Lord, I send a special prayer out to Lady Kima, O Heavenly Father. She posted that she was in the hospital. I don't know the ins and outs and what's going on, but Lord, I know that you are a healer. I know that you are a way maker. Lord, I know that you control everything, oh Heavenly Father. So I'm just asking that you guide the doctor's hands, oh Heavenly Father, and allow them to figure out what's going on with her so that she can get back to her show, oh Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray for those who are hurting, Lord, hurting in their hearts. Hurting in their spirits, O Heavenly Father. Looking for answers, O Heavenly Father. Lord Jesus, you are the way. You are the truth and the light, Lord. We need you, O Heavenly Father. The world is lost without you, O Heavenly Father. But you've already told us what to do. You said, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven forgive their sins and heal their land. Lord, you've given us the instructions on what we need to do, Lord Jesus, to walk this life, to do what it is that we need to do to get pleased, to, to make sure that you are pleased with the work that we do, O oh, Heavenly Father. Lord, help us to listen. Help us to be obedient to you, your will and your way. Lord, just move me out of the way, O oh, Heavenly Father. Lord, be my voice, O oh Heavenly Father, someone is tuned in for a word, O oh Heavenly Father. Lord, I ask that you give them what it is that they need, the encouragement that they need, the motivation that they need, the uplifting of the spirit that they need, Father God, to continue on, to make it through their trial. In your son Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I am your host, Nikija Rogers, also known as Optimistically Key. Many thanks to everyone who keeps on tuning in week after week, every post, 
every share, every like, every comment. I appreciate it. I'm going to say thank you over and over again. This show would not be what it is if it weren't for you. So thank you for engaging with me. Thank you for praying with me. Thank you for sharing my content. Thank you for just being there. Thank you for listening. I want to let you guys know that my book, Kneeling Earnestly for Transformation 30-Day Devotional, is still number one. The number one new release for ebooks in faith and spirituality. God is just so good. He has allowed me to put my thoughts on paper because that word needs to get out. Somebody needs to hear. Somebody needs to read. My thoughts, somebody needs to know it's okay what you're going through. Yes, we all go through things. We have ups and downs. We experience heartache. We experience pain. We experience joy. All of the things, we just go through it because that's just life. God is here for you. God wants you to talk with him. He wants you to sup with him. He wants you to tell him all about what you are going through. So I thank you for reading my book. Thank you for purchasing my book. The paperback will be out next Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that and you can get it anywhere books are sold. And I know that Amazon is is your number one hotspot. Is it Prime Day? On? I don't know. Did it pass? I don't know. But it will be available on Amazon. So go and get that book. I have a question for you all. How many of you are knocking the parenting thing just out of the ballpark? I mean, your children, they're star students. They do everything right. They are obedient. They never talk back to their parents. You know, they're just perfect. If that's your child, I need you to tell me what it is that I need to do because I just feel like, you know, that I'm just failing at this parenting thing. You know, my two-year-old and my five-year-old, they are some little boss babies, you know, and, and every time I go to school to pick them up, they, they just alternate days on which one of them has an incident report from the daycare. This past Monday, I walked into my oldest daughter's classroom, and when the teacher saw me, she started um, walking towards me, and she had a piece of paper in her hand. I knew what it was, and my spirit just went down, and I was like, in my head, what now? And then she goes on to tell me that my daughter had some scissors in her hand, and somehow these scissors slid across the table and almost hit one of her classmates. Now, seriously, like, why would you do that? Like, what are you thinking? Do you not know that somebody can get hurt? Yes, she knows that somebody can get hurt because she's very intelligent. So I asked her, do you want to tell me why you threw the scissors across the table? And she says what any typical person would say when they don't really have a good answer, but they know that they messed up. You know, when you just keep on getting into stuff. I'm just like, what really are you thinking? So the teacher, you know, she tells tells me the story. And I'm, and I'm just upset at this point. And, you know, I really want to just love on my daughter in the classroom. But, you know, I don't want the people to, to call CPS on me. So we just have to have a little conversation when we go home and be a little stern with her. Because... This is not acceptable. You getting these incident reports is not acceptable. Girl, you about to go to elementary school. 
You're about to be in kindergarten and they don't do things like that. You need to get yourself together. But when I think about it, I get so frustrated, but then I'm like, <laughs> I can't even be mad at her <laughs> because I remember my childhood. Teacher parent conferences, calling my mom, sending notes home, being grounded for being disobedient. But then I, I, I thank God because my mama prayed for me. Aren't you glad somebody prayed for you? That somebody loved on you enough to pour into you. Even when you made poor choices. So whoever that parent is who's struggling with trying to get their kids to buckle down. Don't give up on your child. Children are really our future. They need us. We have to mold them. We have to teach them right from wrong. Show them the way. And then we, we just got to give them over to God because he's the one that's going to keep them. We got to let go and we've got to trust God. James 1, 20, 1, 2, and 4 says, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, it worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So the topic that I want to talk about today is trust the process. Letting go and trusting God. Well, you tell me what that looks like when you're hurt, when you're heartbroken. What do you mean God wants us to be happy when life is doing a number on us? Every time we get up, we get knocked back down to the ground from situation after situation. You telling me that you want me to count it all joy when my kids are being disorderly in school? There's no way I'm going to be happy if I got to come home to an eviction notice on my door. I don't have any food in my refrigerator. My family is asking me, what are we going to eat for dinner? And my husband just walked out the door because he says he don't want to be married anymore. You want me to count it all joy? What is that? You know, circumstances, they sure do have a way of testing our faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Meaning that we are believing God for what we cannot see. We are confident that even though we are going through all of these things, he's going to work that situation out. Even if in that moment and at that time, we may be feeling like hope is lost. Our faith is not going to waver. God's going to bring us through. We're going to trust in God. Because we know that what he's done for us time and time again. We don't know how. We don't know when. But we do know that God is going to make a way. He's a burden bearer. And he will come to our rescue. But it's only in his time. I think back to the story of Jesus walking on the water. When he and his disciples, he, so, he told them, you go ahead of me and I'm going to go and pray. 
Well, they got on the ship. They were sailing in the winds. They were tossing and they probably were staggering and losing their footing because the winds were and the waves were just so high. So I'm sure they probably got nervous. Have you ever been on a cruise ship? Have you ever felt when it's, you know, a bit bumpy and rocky and your stomach feels a little bit queasy and you want to go lay down, but you can't because you're like, oh, if anything happens, I need to be up so I can see what's going on. So you begin to just say, please just let the waters calm down a little bit. And that's just how it goes in life sometimes. You just want the problems to back off for just a bit and just give you a break. Just ease up just long enough so you can just catch your breath. Just release the pressure just a little bit. You're overwhelmed. You weigh down. You tried fixing the problem on your own. You made a mess of it. So then you get to looking for Jesus. I'm sure the disciples were wondering, where is Jesus? This water is, is tumultuous. Where is he? He said that he was coming. A few days had passed by. He did finally decide to join them. Now they were way out at sea. They, they weren't at the shore. They weren't at the shallow end. So how was Jesus going to get to them? He walked on water. But when they saw him, they thought it was a ghost or something, so they got scared, and, and Jesus was like, Fear not, for it's I. And old Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me come on the water to meet you. So he gets out the ship all big and bad, you know, walking toward Jesus. And then he got a couple of steps, and then the, the waves, they started, you know, going up again and being tumultuous. And he was like, hold up. And he began to drown. He screamed out, Jesus, save me, Lord. Peter was in trouble, y'all. <laughs> but isn't that just like us? We like to try stuff. We'll worry about the consequences later because he wasn't thinking about that, how deep that water was. He was just like, I'm just going to go out here with Jesus because he's doing it. But then we get in too deep. And we start to drown in our troubles and we shout, help. But the thing is, we can't forget who God is. Our focus has to remain on him. He is our refuge, our provision, our bridge over troubled waters. No matter if we are physically or literally experiencing a storm, God is bigger and he can work that thing out at any moment. We've just got to hang in there until he delivers us. And you know, God is pleased when we don't waver in our faith. He says in his word that he will reward us for leaning on and depending on him. For worshiping and praising him right on through our other side of victory. So when we experience breakthrough, because it will come, trouble does not last always. We have to remember how we got through and hold firm to that because I trust me, the next test is coming soon after. The next verse, the next concept in this verse that I want to touch on is having patience 
while we're going through our trials. Patience. We are right now society. But the only way that we're going to learn is patience is if we go through some things. We got to be tested. The tests aren't fun. And I'm sure you said to your time yourself, Lord, are you sure that you picked the right one to be going through this? You sure you wanted to do this for me? I think back to the beginning of my book journey and writing it and getting it published and all of the obstacles that I encountered. My, te- my patience was tried quite a few times. I talk about trust in the process. It was so pivotal in my life at that moment that I even have one of my journal entries in my book, Kneeling Earnestly for Transformation, 30-Day Devotional. One of the topics is trust the process. Now, I've gone through a lot more since the time that I wrote that. So if you ask me, now I bet I can tell you even some other things on why you have to trust the process. But when I think back to writing my book and in the beginning, you know, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I started telling people about it and openly expressing that, you know, I I have a gift to write and, and I have a story and I want it to get out. And someone said to me, you can't do that. That timeline that you're talking about, that's not possible. But you know, I stood on Matthew 19, 26 says that with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. God said, I've given you a voice and a message. You've got to share it with the world. So I am thankful and I praise God for my obedience instead of listening to the naysayers. But not only did I experience people Telling me, no, don't chase your dreams. But I also, you know, when I I actually wrote the book and we got it edited and all of those things, it was time to print, you know, to get it out to the people. It was always a print issue. You take it there, you ask for a certain amount of books, and that's not what you get back for whatever reason. And every time I placed an order, it was a problem. But this, you know, it it had like a ripple effect because I I did vendor events and this caused me to not have certain things on hand because it was a shortage of what I originally wanted to order. But I didn't let that stop me. I said, I got to go. The Bible says you got to go make some disciples. And that's how it's going to happen in life sometimes. You're going to experience things and it's going to possibly, it could get you off course. But if you persevere, you can reach that goal. The main thing is you got to stay the course. So fast forward a few months, I attended a speaker's conference where I met the owner of a Christian publishing book company. You know, God orchestrates every detail of our lives and he positions us exactly where he wants us to be in certain moments. His timing is everything, y'all. I signed a contract with that company. And one of the things that they told me, you know, when I signed this contract, they said, this is the time period that we're going to give you. And this is a proposed time, you know, that your book is going to come out. But me, 
being the anxious, non-patient person that I am, I said, okay, this is the date. This is what my book is going to be. It's going to be out on this day because that's what they told me. Again, no patience. And I tell you this because this this story because this pro if I had just trusted the process and had patience, then I wouldn't have been, you know, full of anxiety, full of, you know, twiddling my thumbs and saying, well, when is it going to be and when is it going to be? And I, all this necessary disappointment that I was having, girl, you could have saved yourself from some of that if you had just listened and heard what the people told you in the beginning. But anyway... I learned that along the way, the more <laughs> that the date of my published book got pushed back. But God's delays, they are not denials. And my book is now available everywhere books are sold. And to God be the glory, it, had, it debuted week one, the number one new release, in three categories last week. And this week, it was number one in a different category, inspirational, personal testimonies. God never makes mistakes. So even if you are feeling defeated, remember that he's in control. You stay connected to Jesus. He's our lifeline. He's our way through. He is the way maker. Now I had to go to the NIV version for my final point. Verse 4 says, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Simply put, you've got to go through the fire and the pressure in order to come out whole. Y'all know the story of Hagar, right? Sarah was old. She had no kids. So she decided to take matters into her own hands and give her handmaid Hagar to her husband Abraham. Well, they did what they did and Hagar conceived. But then Sarah had the nerve to get mad. She started being mean to Hagar. So much so that Hagar, she just ran away. She said, I'm out of here. But the angel of the Lord met her right where she was. God will meet us right in the middle of our circumstance. We don't have to go searching for him anywhere. He's right there with us all the time. All we got to do is turn and look to him. He will come and talk with us. He will come and tell us things. He told her things. Promising things. If we just be still and just listen for his voice, he'll give us the answers that we need. He don't want us running away from our problems. What are you running away from? Those problems are still going to be right there when you decide to go on back home. And that's exactly what the angel told her. Said, Hagar, I need you to go back and to submit to Sarah. You are with child and you are going to need some support. The angel told Hagar that the baby that she was carrying would be named Ishmael. Because the Lord had heard her affliction. God hears us when we cry out. 
He sees us suffering. He knows when we've hit rock bottom. He knows when we, the, the physical person, the flesh has said, oh, I've had enough, Jesus. I cannot take any more, Jesus. I need you. I need you to comfort me. I need you to heal me. I need you to restore me. I need you to move this problem out of the way. The obstacle is too much. I can't climb over it, Father God. I've been trying to do it on my own, and it's causing me even more anxiety, even more stress. It seems like it's causing me even more trouble than I had in the very beginning. I don't know what it is that I'm going to do. He will meet you right there. See, it's then at your lowest point, that's when God can talk to you. That's when he can minister to your spirit. That is when he can tell you things, things that you already knew all along. Things that you, you already know that God is your comforter. You already know that God is your joy. You already know that he'll give you peace in the midnight hour. That he'll wipe those tears away that you've been crying. You already know what God has brought you through things that you didn't even want to tell people because you are probably ashamed of it. Yes, we, we all do things. Have skeletons in our closet. But God knows. God sees and he delivered. And you know what? He'll deliver again and again and again. And that's what he did for Hagar. He gave her a promise right then and there. He said through the angel, your offspring will be multiplied so much so that they can't even be numbered. Her son would be strong and a fighter and live amongst his relatives. That was a promise of God. In that moment, Hagar said, you are the God who sees me. So for my listeners today, I want you to know that God sees you too. In your turmoil, your frustration, your tears, your feeling of hopelessness. Your anguish, because there are some times when you're just going to be downright mad about something. So mad, you're like, oh, I could just beat this table. Oh, I just want to hit something. I just want to scream because it's just so much. I've had it up to here. I don't know what it is that I'm going to do. I just want to just walk away from it all. I just need a break. My shoulders are heavy. My spirit is heavy. It's weak. Lord, send an answer. Send some deliverance. He'll do it. He's right there with you. He says he's our shepherd and we shall not want. That he will walk with us even in the valley of the shadow of death. That he's right there. You're not alone when you're going through. I know it may feel like it. I know it may feel as if you have no one to talk to and the, all of the feelings that you have inside, they're just been festering and festering. They're about to boil over. And then when they do that, ooh, it's not going to be a pretty scene. Because you're going to say some things and then you, pop, you, you can't take it back once it comes out of your mouth. But it's truly what it is in your heart because you didn't treat it. <laughs> you didn't address it. You just let it go on and on. And you said, oh, time will heal it. 
and you just brushed it under the rug and you you just masqueraded around and you wore your mask and when people ask you how you were doing you said you were fine you were blessed but inside you were hurting inside you were suffering inside you were saying somebody help me I just need somebody to talk to. I just want somebody to understand. I know somebody has been what it is, been going through this. I know I'm not the only one that experienced this. Even though you might feel like it, you are not alone. Nothing is new under the sun. If this person has been through it, I guarantee you somebody has. You just want to feel safe when you're sharing something. Know who's in your circle. Know who it is that you can talk to and you can trust and believe that that word won't be all over the internet, won't be all over social media. You won't be on the, the gossip line, hurt, hearing it through the grapevine and it comes back to you because that hurts. Because you trusted someone with your heart and your true feelings. And sometimes that may mean that, you know, if you can't trust someone in your circle, if you feel as if you're not safe, get some of the professional help. But whatever you do, don't keep it inside. It's hard. I've been there. I know. I know what it's like to, to want to be a mom and lose your baby the doctor tell you that there's no heartbeat and you still gotta say but lord i'll trust you you don't know when you don't know how long but you're believing that he's going to deliver you're believing that he's going to answer. You cried on your knees. You're on your knees. You're praying in and out, in the morning, in the afternoon, intermittent fasting, all of the things that they tell you to do. Still no answer. God says, stay right there. Don't you run away. Endure. When you're in your season of wilderness, God says, I'm right there with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. And then sometimes, you know, we got we to gotta call God on his word. God, you said that I'm not out here by myself. You said I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. Well, Lord, I ain't got no money. Lord, I have no gas in my car. I don't have any, you know, how am I going to feed my kids? God says, I'll take care of you. Be still, my child. Know that I'm God. He didn't say that we, didn't, we weren't going to suffer. He said he overcame the world. So be of good cheer. You're an overcomer too. You're an overcomer. Tell yourself that. Say that you are an overcomer. Say, I am resilient. I am strong. I can bounce back. I can make it. I made it before. I've been through it before. I've overcome before. God was with me. Not going to fail. I'm going to suffer. You're going to suffer. But God will strengthen you. He will settle you. 
and he'll bring you through just like he did the last time. Now I'm saying all of these things and you know, it's like, but I'm still hurting. I, I, I still have all these pains. I, I still have these bills and, and, and my mailbox is full and, and, and I, I don't want to open anymore because I know what it is. It's another bill. God says, trust him. God says, try him. But I just got laid off from my job. Have patience. I've got something better for you. More than you can imagine or think. But Father God, I don't like this job. I want something else. I want something better. Be content in whatever state that you are in. It could be worse. Someone has no job, no source of income. They have to apply for so many jobs to get unemployment. And you are crying because you don't want the job that you have. You know, we got to learn how to, we got to learn how to be grateful, even myself. We got to learn how to be thankful. We have to learn how to give thanks for everything in all things. When things are good, when things are bad, when there's plenty, when there's very little. We've got to say, Lord, you've been good to me. Lord, you are my help. I'm going to hope in you. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to believe and I'm going to stand on your promises knowing that you've got something for me. That you're going to comfort me. That you're going to cover me. That you're going to provide for me. Have you ever gone hungry? God did it. Have you ever gone thirsty? He supplied. He will be any and everything that you need. But you got to stand on your faith. Even though when you don't have any clue how you're going to say God is going to work that thing out. So whatever it is, you're going to look that problem. You're going to look it straight in the eye. And you're going to say, you're not going to get the best of me. My God is watching over me. He controls the winds and the waves. He's the creator of the hills and the valleys. He will be everything that I need. So get out of my way. This problem is not bigger than me. Satan, you've been trying to come into my life. You've been trying to invade my family, take over my kids. You cannot have it. You rebuke him. Read that word. It says, rebuke the devil and he will do what? He's going to flee. He's got to get out of there. And he's going to come back. He's going to come back in another form. He's going to try to do something else. Because he's conniving like that. He's smart like that. But you got to be sober. You've got to be watchful. You've got to be vigilant because he's tricky. He's walking around like a warring lion. Looking to see whom. He can devour. 
He wants to sip you like wheat. But again, when I go back to the beginning, when I say somebody prayed for me, somebody prayed for you, had you on their mind, they took the time and prayed for you. They didn't give up on you because they saw the potential in you. They saw the gifts and the talents before you even saw them. They saw what you could be. They said, work on that. I'm going to keep pushing you. I'm going to keep motivating you. I'm going to keep sending you different things to inspire you, to empower you, to get out there and do the thing that God has placed in your heart. Somebody wants to do something adventurous. Someone wants to do something that's out of the box. Someone wants to do something that's extraordinary. They're tired of the same old thing. They're saying, well, God, what is next? Is this all that you have for me? He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Walk in his way. Trust in him. He's got you. So as I close, I want to leave you with these few reminders. Choose to look on the bright side of your circumstance. There is no woe is me. There is no more, well, I'm just going to lay here. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. I can't do no better than this. I guess this is all there is for me. No, you're going to say that my breakthrough is just on the other side of this. You're going to choose to see life as half full and not empty. You're going to choose to say to yourself that you're going to will things to happen in your life. You know that God has given us the authority to speak over our lives. He's not giving us a spirit of fear. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. He's equipped us with everything that we need to succeed. He's given us the wisdom, the knowledge, and the skills. He's given us Google, the resources to go find out what it is that we don't know. Online trainings, most of them are free. Are you willing to commit the time? Are you willing to put in the effort? Your present sufferings, they don't compare to what God has for you. Trials and tribulations, they build character. You will discover things about yourself that you had no idea were even inside of you. I didn't even know that I was a speaker. I didn't even know that I was a writer. But now I, I do it every single day and I feel as if I'm getting better and better and better. Because I'm practicing. I'm preparing myself for what's next. I don't know what it is. But whenever that call comes, Nikija, we need you. Oh, where you want me to be? I'm just going to show up. I'm going to be professional because I'm built for this. I'm prepared for this. I've been working up towards this. And so have you. Persevere. 
until the end. You've come too far to give up now. Hope in God. He's the only way. He's the truth. He is the light. Has he ever failed you yet? He's not going to do it now. So rest in him. There's nothing wrong with taking a break every now and then. Oh, we know Miss Carly. I don't know what all happened with her. Maybe she just needed a little break, but we're going to pray for her. We're going to pray that, that she be strengthened. That whatever it is that was on her mind to, to make her do something like that, that God meet the need. Because he will meet even her. He'll meet any of his children. Right in the middle of your mess. Right in the middle of your chaos. There's answers there. There's restoration there. Ask God for guidance. Say, Lord, order my steps. And then wait. Wait on deliverance. Wait on breakthrough. Wait on the other side, on the other side, because it's it's coming. Praise your way through that thing. You cannot rush the process. No matter how bad you want it to be over, no matter how bad you think, oh, I am just living in a nightmare. And it just not. When is it going to end? I'm ready for it to be over, Lord. Okay, I think I got it. He says, be still. The situation has to run its course. The consequences have to run their course. The repercussions have to run their course. The lessons. They have to be grasped. And I hope you grasp those lessons. Because when you do, you mature, you grow, you find restoration for your soul and transformation of your mind. That's why the Bible talks about renewing your mind daily, believing who it is that God says you are. So when you get that no, you've interviewed for that job and they've told you no or you've been on the job and they've let you go, God has better. So I'm going to trust the process. I'm not going to fiddle my thumbs in the meantime. No, I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be busy working for the Lord. I'm going to be busy working on my craft. I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to gain some transferable skills that I can take with me to the next position. Don't be idle. An idle mind is a devil's workshop is what they say. Do the work of the Lord. Ask God what it is that he has for you. Ask him what it is, what is his plan for you? How is he going to use you? And write it down, whatever he says. Because he gives us vision. He still speaks. Even through this day, even to this day, he still speaks. He gives visions and makes it plain what it is that he wants us to do. So I thank you for tuning in to the Optimistically Key That's Me podcast. I pray that you remember the joy of the Lord is our strength. That we must call on Jesus to help us 
with life's journey. And we ought to remain in his goodness and his grace. We ought to walk in his unconditional, unconditional love and favor. No matter what it is that you think that you have done. No matter how bad that you think that it is. He's right there. With arms wide open. Willing and ready to forgive you, to hug you, to comfort you, and say, I know my child. I'm with you. And I will love you even until the ends of the earth. Forever is a long time, but that's how long God will love us. So when you're going through, he still loves you. He still cares about you. He's working it out for you. So trust the process. Optimistically key. That's key. <laughs>